Well, welcome to worship this morning. Great to have you with us. I'm Jim Sellers, Director of Traditional Worship here at Blaine Memorial. Delighted that we can gather together on this brisk morning. Thank you so much for your uh, presence here. If you're a guest of ours, a very special welcome to you. Thank you for being with us. <clears throat> and all of you, I'd call your attention to the Connect, uh, Grow, and Serve cards there in the pews. And please fill those out accordingly to what may apply to you, particularly if you're a guest. We'd love some um, contact information. Just um, you can deposit that when you do your offering later in the service. You've got a lot of stuff there in your bulletin. I would call your attention today is Donor Sabbath. Uh, you can learn more about being an organ donor, so uh, please check that out also. And then, can you believe it? In two weeks from today, Advent starts. A lot going on. This is packed full of information. There's so much going on. I really could take the entire hour to tell you about all that's coming up, but I know that's not what you came for. But what that does mean is that you have numerous opportunities for worship, for study, and to serve. Even Advent studies are starting this week, so please uh, be mindful of that and look at that and see how you might be a part of that. Also, today is con um, Commitment Sunday. Hopefully you've brought your completed commitment cards. You'll have an opportunity later in the service to present those. If you did not, you forgot it, or for whatever reason don't have one, there should be ones located on the ends of each pews. If you need one, uh, please feel free to take one of those and uh, pray over that and fill it out. Those of you at home, if you don't have one, you didn't receive one, just contact us at the church office. We will be happy to make sure you get one. You still have a couple of weeks, but we would love to get them in today. Some people have already dropped theirs off here in the offering plates, and we do appreciate that. I hope that you came in today here in the sanctuary. You noticed the angel trees out in the narthex. These are local kids who would love to have Christmas, and you can make that possible. And remember, you don't have to do it all yourself. Team up with another family or, or a friend and, and share an, and be an angel for a kid, and they would appreciate that. Today is also due date for Operation Christmas Child shoeboxes. If you forgot yours, if you've, you've got it at home but you forgot to bring it, I'll let you bring it by tomorrow morning, okay? Tell them Jim said you could, okay? It will not go unused. We will make sure it gets to where it needs to be. So uh, we thank you for your um, commitment to that and what you do to help kids all across the world have Christmas. Today is a very special day. In addition to Commitment Sunday, at our next service, we will confirm 24 young people into the church. How wonderful that is. 24 new members here at Blaine Memorial, and I hope you'll be in prayer for them. They're excited about their worship service coming up later, so um, be mindful of what they have going on in their lives today. Since we gathered together last, another one of our own has moved on to the church triumphant. Elaine Turner passed away on Thursday. Many of you know Jeff Turner, who headed up our barbecue and fall festival. It's his mother has passed away. So we want to pause and have a prayer for this one who's gone on before us. If you would now bow with me. Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, saith the Spirit, may they rest from their labors and their works do follow them. Amen. Again, we are glad to have you here in the sanctuary and at home worshiping with us today. So if you would now take these moments, center your hearts and your minds as our worship begins.
My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When shall I come and behold the face of God? I come seeking the one who satisfies the thirsty and fills the hungry with good things. Then let us worship the Lord. Let us remain standing and affirm our faith using the historic Apostles' Creed found on number 881 in the hymnal. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
Well, good morning, everyone. I am Will Malambry, senior pastor here at Blaine Memorial. Grateful to be assisting the Reverend Isaac Dusenberry today in his leadership of our service, along with the Chancel Choir, Jim Sellers, and all of you as we gather together to worship Almighty God. It is good to be together, and it is good to turn our attention toward God. Let us do so now using the collect that is found in the order of worship. God of living water, quench our thirst. Meet us in this time of worship, as you did the Samaritan woman by the well. Tell us what we need to know. Convince us you are the Messiah. Make us to believe and follow, to become those who give cups of cold water to any who thirsts. We've come to you. Help us to worship you, then to go for you. Amen. First reading today is from the Gospel according to John, chapter 4. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews did not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get this living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us the well, and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O bright morning star, giver of living water, nourisher of our souls, we come to you. We come to you, Lord Jesus, recognizing water is necessary for life. We confess that we take for granted the water that helps our bodies to function, even as people suffer for want of it. Help us to appreciate the water we have and share with those who struggle to meet that basic need. There are others who struggle waiting for life-sustaining organs. We pray for them and their families in their time of desperation. We thank you for all who choose to donate life and to extend the lives of others. We also thank you for those willing to sacrifice their lives for others. Particularly this week, we pray for the veterans of our armed forces. They and their families sacrificed time and comfort, often peace of mind and health, some their very lives on behalf of our nation. Grant them, our nation and this world, the gift of peace. Our truest and fullest peace comes from you, O Lord. Sustain, be with, and, and keep in a church family those who will be confirmed during the 11 o'clock service. Help them, their families, all of us, to know the peace that comes through you. We are grateful for the work the confirmands have done in preparation and for their commitment to you and to your church. We're grateful for the commitment of all who follow you. By your grace, help us to show that we walk by faith as we return to you our time, talent, and treasure. All of this we pray through you, the living water that nourishes our soul, and for you, the Lord of our lives, the very one who taught us to pray, our Father, who art in heaven, Hallowed be thy name. 
Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Good morning again. My name is Isaac. I'm your associate pastor, and it's so good to be worshiping with y'all in the sanctuary today. I'll be reading from the second chapter of the book of Revelation, as well as the 22nd chapter from the book of Revelation. Let us prepare our hearts and minds now for God's word. And to the angel of the church in Smyrna write, these are the words of the first and the last, who was dead and came to life. I know your affliction and your poverty, even though you are rich. I know the slander on the part of those who say that they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear what you are about to suffer. Beware, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison so that you may be tested. And for ten days you will have affliction. Be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. Let anyone who has an ear listen to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Whoever conquers will not be harmed by the second death. It is I, Jesus, who sent my angel to you 
with this testimony for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come. And let everyone who hears say, come. And let everyone who is thirsty, come. Let anyone who wishes take the water of life as a gift. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. In the end, there will be no more thirst, because we will be washed in the waters of eternal life, the water that flows from Jesus Christ and Christ alone. That's quite the image, isn't it? Well, that's what the end goal is. That's what God's end goal is. In football, the the end goal is to have more points than the other team by the end of four quarters of play. In work, the end goal is retirement. In marriage, I've learned, the end goal is keeping my wife happy no matter what. (laughs) There's always an end goal. We, We set out to do things with an end goal in mind. We are not aimless. So so what is God's end goal? What is God up to? Where is all of this going? Where are we headed? That's what the book of Revelation is all about. It offers us a vision of the end. And also, it illuminates what's already happening now. When we read from the book of Revelation, whether we know it or not, we are reading about the final purposes of of God. We are reading the last act of the play. And, and we, see, we see that God's end goal is incredibly amazing. Words can hardly express it. He wants a world set right. Creation restored. The washing away of sin and death once and for all. He wants humanity to experience the fullness of life, eternal life, imperishable life through Jesus Christ. And so when people ask me what heaven is like, when people ask me what heaven looks like and what they can expect to find, what they're really asking me, what they're really asking me is, what does God want? What does God want when it's all said and done? And today we are reminded that God wants a world where there is no more thirst, no more dehydrated, malnourished children dying in impoverished places, no more desperate, delirious alcoholics clinging clinging to every last drop of liquor, no more longing, no more yearning, no more wandering in the vast, empty deserts of sin and brokenness. God intends to give us more, so much more a wellspring of eternal life, eternal grace, eternal love. But right now, it's clear that we live in a thirsty world. I remember the the Flint, Michigan water crisis. I remember when that news broke. I was in seminary, and I remember watching a reporter interview Flint residents, asking them what, what, what was life like having unclean, unsafe water. And one lady said, when my water was coming out brown, I used to just let it run and run until it wasn't brown anymore. Another person said that the water burns our eyes. It's scary, she said. It's scary when you don't know what's going to come out of your faucet. Or better yet, I recently started reading a book written by a Christian missionary in Africa. And he describes the first time he poured safe, purified drinking water into this little clay bowl for an emaciated child. Even though he couldn't have been older than six, he writes, I'll never forget the way this emaciated child slurped that water like a frail old man inches from death. Yeah, we we live in a thirsty world. And these are the stories that come to mind when, when I hear the promise When I hear the promise that those who drink the water given by Jesus will never 
be thirsty again. I think about those children in Michigan. I think about those children in Africa. I think about the children here that have to go without. I think about those families that make it necessary for us to have something like an annex filled to the ceiling with food. But you know what else I think about? I think about baptism. I think about the holy sacrament of baptism. I think about how we are initiated into the body of Christ through the waters of baptism. I think about how we are afforded opportunities to remember our baptisms, to reaffirm our baptisms, like the way we'll do with our compromands today. And it's through baptism that we are offered a foretaste of that living, eternal water that that flows from Jesus Christ. In the Methodist church, we say that baptism, because it's a sacrament, is a means of grace, a means by grace. Through baptisms, God God's grace and love for us is is felt and experienced. We may actually have a real, tangible experience when we participate in the sacrament of baptism. The Holy Spirit might actually show up and teach us and guide us and convict us in real, tangible ways. But you know, that that really shouldn't surprise us because nobody knows water like the Holy Spirit. In fact, the very first chapter of the very first book of the Bible in Genesis, when we are introduced to the Holy Spirit, it is moving, it is hovering over those primordial waters. And in just a few short verses later, that same Spirit through God brings forth life in those cold, dark water. Remember Jesus' baptism? Remember what happened there? At that moment, heaven was open, the scripture says, and Jesus saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and aligning on him. And and it was a dove, too, in the Old Testament that signified to Noah that the floodwaters were finally receding. All throughout Scripture, all throughout Scripture, we see that that the Holy Spirit and water are intrinsically linked. And if we look closely at our Scripture today, we see that Jesus is offering us some instructions. He he tells our thirsty, parched souls to listen, to, to listen to what the Spirit is saying. Let anyone who has an ear, he sets the bar low, you don't even need two ears, you just need one. Let anyone who has an ear listen to what the Spirit is saying to the churches. And then in Revelation 22, he says, The Spirit says, come. The Spirit says, come. Let let everyone who is thirsty come. God is, is reaching out to us. God is beckoning us to follow him. God is offering us a foretaste of eternal life. God is looking for ways to alleviate our thirst here and now. And when I say thirst, I don't just mean literal thirst. I don't just mean literal thirst. Thirst, especially if you look at the Greek word, it represents those painful wants, those eager longings for the things by which our soul is refreshed, supported, strengthened. And all too often, we have a tendency to actually think that it's things, physical, earthly things, that will satisfy our deepest desires. But John's gospel reminds us that the physical things in this world only offer us temporary relief. Only temporary relief. Only a life lived in service to God. Only a life that seeks to imitate Jesus Christ only a life tethered to the Holy Spirit can lead us to that overflowing wellspring of eternal life. And we have to listen. We have to listen to God. We have to accept this invitation. We, we have to seek out the risen Lord as he shows up in our lives and in our communities. And I don't think it's a coincidence. I don't think it's a coincidence that Jesus reminds his disciple that ministry, 
True Christ-like ministry will lead us to encounter those individuals who are hungry and thirsty. And how we deal with those among us who are hungry and thirsty, well, that says a lot about our relationship with God. And that's why Jesus leaves us with that sobering reminder that the day is coming when Jesus will say, will say to some of us, you never knew me. You never knew me. When I, was, when I was hungry, when I was thirsty, you never gave me food or water because you didn't do it for the least among you. The, the day is coming when your tendency to ignore hunger and thirst will catch up with you. In other words, Jesus is saying, you, you fail to listen to the Holy Spirit tugging on your heartstrings. And so remember that it is within our ability to, to, to quench the thirst and the hunger of others, and in doing so, our own hunger and thirst is quenched. In our giving, we receive. And because heaven is that time and place when God gets what God wants and hunger and thirst is finally no more, it's those occasions here on earth when we confront hunger and thirst with the love of Christ in our hearts. It's, it's those occasions that we actually get to glimpse the inbreaking of God's kingdom here and now. I know your affliction and your poverty, says Jesus, even though you are rich. And on a day like today, when soon we'll acknowledge the, and celebrate our, our 24 confirmands along with two baptisms, today we're rich. Today we're rich in the kingdom of heaven. Today our thirst is quenched in such a way that, that we will all get a glimpse of something more, something good, something eternal. And today each of you, each of you will have an opportunity to commit or, or rather recommit yourself to answering the call of the Holy Spirit, uh, that, that call saying, come, come. And whatever our afflictions, whatever our desires, Jesus knows them. And in the end, when the, when the curtain is pulled back and we, we take a bow on the stage, when it's all said and done, God's goal God's end goal is to alleviate our pain and suffering in, in whatever forms they take, once and for all. And the Revelation says that one day we will actually get to be with God in every sense of the word. We'll get to be with God, that we'll get to exist in perfect communion with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That, that same God that moved over those primordial waters, that same God that formed you in your mother's womb, and the same God that is present in this congregation right now. One day we will know that God face to face. In our face, it will have no more tears. Uh, our, our, we'll have no more hunger pains. Uh, we'll have no more parched mouths, dry, weary souls. All of that will be healed and restored. And we don't know when that'll be. We know it's not now. But we also know that we're one day closer. So let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, you are our creator, redeemer, preserver, and provider. Do not merely provide for our temporal needs, but give us true living bread from heaven so that our souls will be fed for eternal life. We do not live on bread alone, but rather, according to the witness of your Son, Jesus Christ, we live on every word that comes out of your mouth. Give us this day ears to listen and hear, so that we may respond faithfully. Amen. This past Thursday, we had our mostly annual veterans luncheon. It was a nice occasion and good gathering of people, and, and we were thankful to be able to honor those who are um, veterans of our services. 
One of the uh, nice moments in it was Tom Dees was made a knight. He was knighted into the Order of St. George, which is part of the National Guard's um, honor, honoring of tankers and cavalrymen. It was a really special moment to, to see Tom up there and, and to go through that with him as part of the whole crowd. The whole service, uh, gathering, luncheon reminded us that um, in whatever ways, we're all called to serve. We're all called to be part of something bigger than ourselves. Of course, in the church, we're called to be part of a church family that is in service to Jesus Christ. And, and that's really what uh, our commitment is. When we gather the confirmands, they're going to make the same commitment that you all who've joined this church have made. They, too, will join us in saying that they give of themselves with their prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness. It's the calling that, that is placed on our lives and that we respond to each day with our lives. Now, most Sundays when we gather, we uh, do the gifts portion by letting the ushers serve us and bring us the offering plates, which we place our offerings into. But today, as a combination of bringing forward um, God's tithes, our offerings, and also our commitment cards, we want you to be able to come towards the altar, to, to make that physical act of, of walking toward God, toward the symbol of God's presence among us, the altar, and saying, this is what I give to you. So we have these, these plates available. The ushers will guide you forward as, as you come. And we hope that, that whether you're bringing today's offering, whether you're bringing one of those cards that says, I give online, but I do give, whether you're bringing forward your commitment for 2022, or whether today you're simply bringing forward a prayer to say you want to be committed with your prayers, presence, gifts, service, and witness. We hope that, that coming forward will be a sign that you do trust God for the year ahead and that you walk by faith into what it is we lead into. For those who worship with us online, we, we use, trust that you'll use this time to be in prayer about your commitment to God and this church in the year to come. Invite the ushers to guide us through this.
Prayer of thanksgiving is found in the order of worship. Let us pray together. God, who provides for us all that we need and more, we trust you to provide for our futures. We recognize that every good gift comes from you. We return a portion of those gifts back to you and dedicate these commitments so that today, tomorrow, and always, Blaine Memorial United Methodist Church may walk by faith and minister in love. In Jesus' name, amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, receive now this benediction. Walk by faith and minister in love. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>